Welcome to AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get support and guidance through the chaos of parenting. Here's your host, child therapist, Natasha Daniels. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about a certain type of OCD. I really want to make it my mission to cover every OCD theme eventually. And I think if you're a parent who has a child with OCD, it should be your mission to listen to every episode of every OCD theme that I'm going to do because OCD morphs and it changes constantly. And so I do find that one of the biggest mistakes a lot of parents make is they hyper-focus on their own child's OCD issue whether it's germs or confessing or symmetry or just right. And they really don't study and understand and learn about the other OCD themes, which is totally understandable because if you're in the middle of dealing with like this craziness of trying to help your child with this OCD theme related to germs, you really aren't going to have the time or energy or the capacity to maybe absorb something that isn't really impacting your kid. But it is important, and I'll tell you why. It's really important because you want to keep an eye out for new things that pop up. And I, I often, in my practice, equate OCD to a weed. And you might be pulling weeds in one part of your yard and think, wow, this yard looks beautiful. Meanwhile, deep roots are being established somewhere else in your yard, and those roots are going to pop up and be super strong because you're not paying attention. So I am here to try to help educate you on what OCD is. So you really understand it. Now we're going to talk today about harm OCD and your child might be struggling with it, or you just might be like, you know, I'm going to listen to Natasha's podcast. So I understand every element of OCD and bravo to you, because I think that's awesome. Those are the parents that are really going to help their kids are the ones that really are going to understand this. Now in my parenting online OCD class, I go into really big detail, really big detail. Does that make sense? I go into minute detail about each theme. And I spent a lot of time in the front end of my online class teaching you what OCD is and how to spot it. Because I do feel like it is so important for you to have a good understanding of this nemesis that your child is trying to deal with. All right. So let's talk about harm OCD in particular. I often see harm OCD paired up, not always, but often with moral OCD. And that is because they're very similar. So as I describe harm OCD, you'll be like, oh yeah, that kind of makes sense. So harm OCD simplistically is the fear of either harming other people or harming yourself. I've seen it obviously go both ways. Some people have a little bit of both, but more often than not, you have kind of one area that that your OCD is really bothering you with. So let's talk about the first one that you're worried you're going to hurt other people. So this really freaks parents out. And that's why I wanted to spend some time talking about it. I did make a YouTube video about harm OCD. And if you haven't seen it, you can go to my YouTube channel and I'll leave a link below, or you can go to youtube.com backslash C backslash anxious toddlers 78. But uh, I wanted to go in a little bit more detail and podcasting is definitely better in spending a lot more time talking about things. So a lot of times this pops up when kids tell you that they're worried that they did something to hurt other people. 
And so sometimes there's a confessional component to it. So what I have seen in my practice with harm OCD, when it comes to worrying about harming other people, kids will worry that they might leave something on the floor and somebody might trip on it and harm themselves. They worry about a fire being started in their house because of something they did. And so they might worry about plugs or they might worry about different ways that they can start a fire. It's not always rational. And so I've had kids who worry if two shirts touch, they worry that that might start a fire. It doesn't make sense. And they know it doesn't make sense, but OCD doesn't make sense. Other kids might worry that they're going to give other people germs. That's a really common one. And so they might worry about touching door handles. And you might think it's a germ thing. They're worried about getting sick when in reality they have harm OCD and they're worried about getting other people sick. And that is why it is so important. And I always say this, go down, down deep into that rabbit hole and find out what the core fear is because I can have three people who touch, who are afraid to touch a door handle, right? Let's just put that out there. Okay. So the compulsion is I'm afraid to touch the door handle. So that might seem like the exact same OCD for all three kids. However, one kid doesn't want to touch the doorknob because maybe he doesn't want to touch it with his left hand. He has to touch it with his right hand because he has some symmetry issues or maybe he has a just right issue and maybe he has magical thinking and he thinks if I touch the door handle, something bad will happen. Another kid might not want to touch the door handle because he thinks it's contaminated and it's got tons of germs on it. And if he touches the door handle and then touches his body, he's going to get sick and maybe he's worried he's going to die. And then you can have a third kid who doesn't want to touch the door handle because she feels like she has germs and she is contaminated and she doesn't want to get you sick. Those are really different. And it's important to know which it is because when you do ERP exposure response prevention, and if you don't know what that is, listen to episode 53 when I go into it, because ERP is so key for OCD that if you're a parent with a child with OCD, you should definitely know what ERP is and try to find a therapist who can do it. And if they can't do it, if you don't know anybody who can do it, I know there's not a lot of resources out there. And that is a big part of the reason why I created my online, how to parent a kid with OCD class, because I do realize that yeah, ideally it's nice to find a local therapist, but not everybody has that ability. And sometimes just reading a book on it isn't enough. And so in my online class, I make videos. I actually have 39 instructional videos and I have worksheets. And so I, I kind of walk you through the entire thing, but know what ERP is so that you can do it with your child. I also talk about ERP ideas in episode 54, but I am going to talk about harm OCD ERP ideas in this episode as well. So related to the fear of I'm worried I'm going to harm someone else. You can see where moral OCD could be wrapped into that because if I am worried about being a good person or a bad person and not to keep giving you other little assignments to go listen to other podcasts, but I also don't want to talk about things and then realize, well, wait a minute, you may not even know what that is. I do have a YouTube video on moral OCD, one for kids, um, for kids to watch. And I have a podcast on moral OCD 
which is episode 32. So I want to tell you this because I want to talk about these things and not go into detail about these tangential things that I'm bringing up. And that way, if you are like, I don't even know what that is, then you can pause this, go listen to that and come back. But so you can see why harm OCD and moral OCD are so connected because moral OCD is all about trying to not be a bad person and wanting to be a good person. And harm OCD is about doing something that's not cool that you're going to harm somebody else. That's not good. That's being a bad person. So that's why I see a huge overlap sometimes. Now, sometimes kids will get intrusive thoughts around harm OCD, and this really upsets parents, obviously, because the intrusive thoughts are really upsetting, like violent and disturbing. And so along with moral OCD, I feel like harm OCD is a really important thing to educate you on because more often than not, parents think there's something wrong with their kid and they don't think OCD. They think that they're disturbed or angry or they don't really even know what, but they, they do wind up in my office because they're concerned. And then it's like, ah, oh, this is harm OCD. You want to go to a therapist and definitely get a true assessment because if your child's saying threatening things and you're not sure if it's OCD, you definitely want to rule out any other possibility. And as I always say, I am not giving you medical advice. This is psychoeducational. And so you want to seek out the advice of a mental health professional in your local neighborhood. But it's important to know that harm OCD does sound really scary. (laughs) So sometimes kids might say, you know, I feel like I'm going to stab you. I don't want to stab you, but I feel like I'm going to stab you. Or I feel like I'm going to push you off the train tracks. Or I feel like I'm going to take the steering wheel and make us crash. So they're very intrusive, upsetting thoughts. And sometimes harm OCD can morph into that kind of kind of belief system or that kind of thought. Never met a kid with harm OCD who has acted on that. Um, they're very, very concerned and worried about it. And so it's much more of just an intrusive thought, but it can be very upsetting to parents, obviously. The other type of harm OCD is when they're worried about harming themselves. And so This tends to come out with kids worrying that they're going to commit suicide, um, worrying that they're going to do self-harm, and they're very distressed about this. So you do see this overlap with moral OCD and harm OCD, because both in moral OCD and harm OCD, they're very concerned that they might do something to themselves. In moral OCD, they might view suicide as a really negative thing. If they have the religious component, the scrupulosity component of the moral OCD, then it might be a sin to kill yourself. Or if they have moral OCD and the core fear is that they're going to upset people or feel rejected or be alone, killing themselves is definitely something that's going to upset other people. So that's why I see an overlap. So you might have a kid who has moral OCD and they're worried about killing themselves, but they don't really have any other harm OCD thoughts. And then it's like really pure moral OCD. This is when it gets very mushy. Um, But then you might have somebody who has harm OCD and they're worried about hurting themselves in all different sort of ways, but they really don't have the moral component. So there is an overlap, but they also can be very separate. It really doesn't matter too much whether you want to label it one OCD or another. I mean, these are arbitrary names to help you categorize something that's very confusing. I find it very helpful to think of OCD in OCD themes, because once I get a theme, then I really understand all the compulsions around that theme. So it definitely helps me as a provider. And I think it would help you as a parent, but
but you don't want to get too hung up on, oh, is it harm OCD? Is it moral OCD? It really, you just want to find out what the core fear is. And it's good for you to know how harm OCD manifests in kids. Now you do want to have a rule in or rule out. Is this child truly suicidal? If they have a long history of OCD and they're super disturbed by the thought, then I would go to an OCD specialist to have it ruled out, not uh, a therapist who doesn't specialize in OCD, because this is one area where a therapist who doesn't understand OCD can do more damage because they may just hear suicide and they might think that the child is suicidal. And that completely confirms to the OCD that there is a problem and it grows a lot bigger. So when in doubt, take your child to an OCD specialist. And if you don't have one in your area, you can see if you have one in your area, you can go to the International OCD Foundation's website at iocdf.org backslash find help. And most people who research and love to treat OCD are going to want to be listed on their website. And so that's a good place to start. And then call from that list because the OCD foundation isn't necessarily endorsing those people on the list, but it is a great place to start. So harm OCD when it's about themselves, isn't always about suicide. Sometimes it is about impulsivity. I've had kids who worried that they might jump out of a car They might grab a knife and stab themselves. They might jump in front of a train. They might take pills, even though they don't want to. And the words that I hear over and over again with these type of issues with kids is, I don't want to do this. I don't know why I'm having these thoughts because I don't want to do that. OCD is all about doubt, right? I mean, if you took any OCD theme separate from just right and symmetry OCD, but all other themes It all comes down to doubt and uncertainty. And even just right, we could argue, could have some uncertainty. You know, is it just right? Is it just right? But everything else is about doubt and uncertainty. So the doubt is, am I suicidal? Am I homicidal? Would I really hurt somebody? The thought that I could is super upsetting. So that is the core fear. Could I do this? Could I be suicidal? Could I hurt myself? Could I hurt other people? That's upsetting. Sometimes there's aggressive harm OCD where I'm actively thinking I'm going to harm someone or myself. And there's, I don't know if you'd call it like non-aggressive harm OCD where it's going to be an accident. I might by accident hurt you. I might leave something on the floor and you're going to trip. I might do something by accident. It doesn't really matter. You're just trying to find the core fear so you can do some really good ERP. So the way that this turns into compulsions is different for each kid. So in my class, not to sound like a broken record, but in my class, I break out all the different types of themes and all the compulsions that tend to go with each theme. Now, most themes fit many of the compulsions. So you have this array. I kind of talk about it like being a buffet, an OCD buffet of compulsions. And that's like avoidance, checking, magical thinking, washing, reassurance, mental checking. These are all items on our OCD buffet. So I have an obsessive thought. I have an intrusive thought. That theme will be different depending on what my OCD theme is in the moment. So I might have harm OCD. And so I might say, gosh, I'm really worried that I might hurt somebody. I might leave something out and I might harm somebody, or I might start a fire. So let's just take that as an example. That's my intrusive thought. That's my obsessive thought. And so I'm going to look at my buffet, my little OCD buffet, 
And I'm going to say, I love buffets, <laughs> love buffets, but not OCD buffets. Those are not delicious. And so I'm going to say, what of all these different foods on my buffet can I do that will make me feel a little bit better? Obviously, kids aren't consciously thinking about their OCD buffet, but I want you to think of it in that way. So I might have a little avoidance. So I always tell kids that a compulsion is to do or avoid something. That's the simple way of explaining it to kids. OCD is an obsessive thought. What's the obsessive thought? I might harm you. I might accidentally harm you. We're going to go with the accidental harm. And my compulsion is to do or avoid something to make myself feel better for a brief period of time. But the more I do that or avoid that, the bigger my OCD grows. And I have a great YouTube video on what OCD is for kids. And so definitely check out my YouTube channel and show your kids these videos if they're willing, because it's great for them to understand what OCD is. I spent a lot of time talking about what OCD is in my practice when I work with kids, because I want to make sure they get it. They're solid before we move into treatment, because if you and your kids don't understand what OCD is, then you're not going to be able to fight this battle because you really have to understand how it works. So we're going to use this example and I'll walk you through maybe what some of the compulsions would look like. If I'm worried that I'm going to set the house on fire, I might avoid having anything plugged in in my house. I might avoid being near matches. Uh, Maybe I'll avoid candles. I'm just making this stuff up to give you an example. OCD is very unique. So you have themes that are not unique and you have compulsions that are not unique, but how they play out can be very unique dependent on the child. So an OCD tends to get very irrational super fast. And that's one of the core differences besides many other reasons why OCD and anxiety are different. OCD is super irrational. Anxiety obviously can be too, but OCD takes it to the bizarre pretty fast. And even though most people who have OCD are incredibly intelligent, I mean, normally higher IQ, very smart people in general, not always, but in general tend to be very smart people. They know that these compulsions are irrational. They know it makes no sense. So if you're a parent and you're like, this doesn't make any sense. She won't touch a candle, but it's not even lit. Okay. She has OCD. It doesn't make sense. Or a lot of times parents will say, It makes no sense. Her room is a complete disaster, but she's washing her hands like 50 times a day because she thinks she has germs. Okay. Well, OCD doesn't make any sense. That's, that's my reaction every single time because like parents will look at me like, can you believe this? That makes no sense. She picked up some gum off the floor and she ate it, but we're, we're almost, you know, hospitalizing her because she's afraid of germs. Yeah. Okay. That's OCD. It does not make sense. So don't try to make sense of it. So avoidance, they might try to avoid things. Um, They may avoid, well, okay, I think we got the avoidance part. And then they might do a lot of checking. They might turn things on and off, on and off to make sure that they're definitely off, Um, even though that doesn't really make any sense either. They may go in their room and check over and over again. You know, is that candle candle just sitting there? And I'm using the candle just, it's the only example that came to my head. You can check anything. Maybe I'm going to check on you. Maybe I'm going to check the floor. Maybe I'm going to walk around the house and check the floor over and over again. You can have magical thinking. You know, if as long as I put this pencil in this particular pocket of my backpack, then I'm not going to hurt anybody today. Now they know that is completely irrational and crazy. Like they feel crazy 
for believing that, but the magical thought is still very strong. And so it's more of a just in case thing. Well, I know this is crazy. I know the pencil isn't saving any lives or preventing any harm, but just in case I'm going to put it in here, because what if it is doing something? So don't try to rationalize these things with your kids. Um, washing, you know, if I have germs on my hands and I might give it to somebody else, I'm going to wash and wash and wash. I'm going to do some reassurance checking. You know, mom, I touched some egg yolk like two days ago and I did take a shower and I've washed my hands many times, but do you think I still have egg on my hand? So a lot of questions about safety. And lastly, I see a lot of kids with harm OCD doing a lot of mental checking. And so sometimes you might think, you know, my kid seems like they're doing okay. I think their OCD is in check. (laughs) No pun intended. And then you find out that they're doing a lot of mental checking. So I am coming out with a video this week. So today is Tuesday. If you're listening to this on the day that this podcast episode comes out and I'm going to have a YouTube video come out on Wednesday. Well, I always say Thursday, but my goal is always to have them come out on Wednesday. So you can check on Wednesday, but they're always out by Thursday because people are watching and listening from around the world. And so there's people who are in Australia and they're already into tomorrow. You guys are ahead, right? And the UK is ahead. So I always feel like if I say my YouTube videos come out on Thursday, I'm covering everybody because I bring them out actually on Wednesday, but Arizona time. So I am doing a video this week for kids on intrusive thoughts and how to deal with them because mental checking is a big component of intrusive thoughts and of harm OCD and moral OCD. And I want to talk to your kids directly on what to do and what not to do. And mental checking is one of those things not to do. And it's one of those things that they do do. (laughs) My husband's so immature. He always, whenever I say that, he's like, you said do do. It's very immature. But if he was here, he would have just laughed. So anywho, mental checking is when let's say I have a thought, let's, let's take aggressive harm OCD for a minute, or, um, you know what, let me just do another one. How about a fear that I'm going to jump out of a car? I've seen that one quite a lot in my practice. And so some kids will do a compulsion. They will sit on their hands. I've had a lot of kids who will tell me I sit on my hands when I get into the car because I'm worried my hands are going to open the door while we're driving and I'm going to push myself out. Scary, really scary thoughts. And so one compulsion might be to to sit on my hands. Another compulsion might be to mentally check with myself. Why would I have that thought? What would make me think that? That's so upsetting. And so I'm going to have a mental debate in my head about this. And so I'm going to say to myself, am I really upset with life? Do I not like my life? Because obviously that must be if I want to like jump out of a car, but I don't want to jump out of a car, but I must because I'm having this thought. And so in OCD world, we call this thought fusion where like I have a thought and so it must be like there's no space in between that says, no, I have OCD. So I'm having an intrusive thought. OCD is going to give me a lot of thoughts that are disturbing that are completely not how I feel. So the mental checking is kind of a quiet step from the the reassurance checking with you. So little kids might say, do I want to hurt myself? Mom, will I hurt myself? I don't want to hurt myself. They'll do that kind of thing. But then sometimes it goes quiet 
and they're mentally checking in their head. You know, have I ever done anything to hurt myself? I don't think I have, but what if I do now? Have I ever been in a car where I touched the door handle? No, but what if I do now? So they're having this debate and because they're having this mental checking, it's a compulsion and it's growing the OCD. Now, having said all that, I do want to wrap it up with what do you do as a parent? And this is the hard part because as parents, we want to go just go in there and fix this. I mean, this is so upsetting. Let's just fix this. But the way to fix OCD is to empower your child to fix it. And that, unfortunately, is frustrating. <laughs> Trust me, I know this because it's frustrating with my own child where I just want to fix this and I want to fix it quick. But I have to go at my child's pace. And my child's pace is crazy slow. And it really drives me nuts. But it's not my battle. It's my child's battle. And it's not your battle. It's your child's battle. I go into this in detail in episode 60 in my episode, Keep Calm and Carry On (laughs) While Raising Kids with Anxiety and OCD. And if you have a child who's not motivated or does not feel like they're motivated to work on it, I just did an episode on that. And that was episode 65. And I made a YouTube video that kind of went with that to show your kids. I'm starting to do that a lot. I like doing a podcast for you. And then I like doing a YouTube video the same week on the same topic to show your kids, because then I feel like I'm really helping your house because you're getting information and then I'm providing it on a kid-friendly level to your kids. So this is kind of my new style. I won't always do it, but I have been doing it lately and I like it. So that week I did do, um, a YouTube video for kids. I didn't call it motivating kids in the YouTube video. I think I I talk about it as listening to anxiety and OCDs, lies and games. So look for that one. If you feel like you have a child who's not motivated, kids are not, I'm going to do a double negative now. Kids are not, not (laughs) motivated. They just, it's so overwhelming and it's so hard that it is hard to fight anxiety or OCD. So it can seem like they're not motivated, but you wouldn't be either if you had so much anxiety or so many intrusive thoughts. And I, and I go all into that in episode 65 on the podcast. So I won't bore you with that here, but my point in bringing that up now is it's important for you to understand what harm OCD is, but it doesn't change the way that you're going to help your child. So you're going to help your child by one, educating them about what OCD is. And then you want to get them in with an ERP therapist. So if you can't do either of those, you can do it on my online class. It's better than nothing. I mean, ideally, it's better to have a therapist. And there are some people who have a therapist and they still do the class and they and they have that extra support. But you want to learn about OCD, explain it to your kid, show them a YouTube video about it, and then start doing ERP. Once your child realizes OCD's games and how it's messing with them, they'll be able to work with harm OCD a lot better because when your child does reassurance with you, much like you would do with moral OCD, you don't want to provide reassurance. So if your child says, mom, I think I might kill myself and you've already assessed that it's OCD and not a true suicidal ideation, then you might say, oh, it's so sad that your dictator is bothering you or whatever you've named it. It's so sad that O is, is annoying you. It's good to call it out for your child, at least initially, so that they realize that you're not answering them because you know it's their OCD. And that helps them understand that's their OCD. They might be really angry with you because they really want that 
uh, reassurance, but you can say something like, I love you too much to be on the side of your OCD. So I don't want to give you any reassurance. That's going to grow your OCD. And that's why it's so important for them to already know what OCD is and how it grows bigger so that they don't think you're being cruel and you don't feel like you're being cruel. So when you have a therapist or when you're doing exposure response prevention with harm OCD, it's going to seem really weird. And that's why it's good to get some professional advice and guidance or to really know what you're doing and really study ERP because you're basically, and I won't go into all of ERP. So if you haven't listened to my episode on what ERP is and how to do it, please go back and listen to that. And I'm not going to teach you how to do ERP. I do that in my online class. And so either read a book on it. There's plenty of books on it. Take my class or go to a therapist and a good therapist will walk you through it so that you are a partner with the therapist and not just the therapist doing it alone with your child, because you should have the tools too, in my humble opinion. So some harm OCD ideas, although don't do these unless you have the support is, you know, if your child's afraid that they're going to cut themselves with a knife, well, in my office in therapy, we might have the child sit with a knife. Um, or if with a therapist, you might have a child have a knife in their room or under their pillow, you know, teenager, this is definitely something you want to get some professional guidance for before you do this. But I just want to give you an idea of some of the harm OCD. I will have kids hold pills in their hand in my office. Um, let's think of some other ones. I will have kids who have harm OCD lick their hands. If they're worried, they're going to get other people sick. This is going to sound really gross and you might hate me for it. Anyone who's a germaphobe, you're going to be like, Natasha, you're destroying the world. But I will have kids lick their hands and then they will have to go. Some of their assignments will be to go around and touch doorknobs. <laughs> I'm just spreading the germ love out there. But that teaches kids, you know what? I can spread my germs and that's okay. Because we're doing it even if we think we're not. Trust me, we are. So um, I've had kids where I've had them ball up little pieces of paper and throw them on the floor. For some people with harm OCD, that is very anxiety producing. They're worried that someone's going to trip on those little pieces of paper. It makes no sense, but OCD is irrational. So those are just some ideas. Um, I have had people who are worried about opening the door handle when they're driving a car, and I've had them purposely put their hand on the door handle the entire time. Because kids who have harm OCD aren't going to do these things. And that's why it's very good for you to go to a therapist and rule out any other issues before you do exposure response prevention. But if you have a long history of OCD and you know it's harm OCD, these things are okay to do. It's exposure response prevention. So I just wanted to leave you with, with a couple of ideas because um, sometimes people struggle with harm OCD exposures. And if you take my online class, sometimes people get stuck, especially with moral and harm OCD. People will email me through the class and I will provide you with some exposure ideas because sometimes just getting someone else to brainstorm with you is really, really helpful. So if you want to learn more about my class, because I have, I'm sorry, I have been talking a lot about it, but only because it's so related to this topic, but you can, I'll leave a link below for my class or you can go to there's no www in it. It's just HTTP backslash. I don't know why they do that. It's so annoying, but no www, just anxious toddlers.teachable.com. You can access all my classes through there. It's not for toddlers. It's a long story. I won't go into it. If you've ever listened to my podcast, you know why it's called that, but it's for kids and teenagers. Um, 
So it's, it's anxioustoddlers.teachable.com. I will leave a link below. And I hope that you're finding these podcasts helpful and informative. I will keep doing um, OCD themes until I cover them all. And don't forget to check out that YouTube video for your child because I hope that that will be really, really helpful for intrusive thoughts. If you're enjoying my podcast and you're finding them helpful, if you can hit a star on iTunes right by the name of the podcast, they're stars. And you can just hit one and I get feedback about how you think this um, podcast is going. If you're feeling very giving and you want to tell me how this is helping you, you can leave a comment. I read every single comment and they are super helpful. As a shout out to those that are leaving comments, I am going to read them at the end of the podcast. I'll read a couple so that I can kind of give my thanks to the people that are um, taking the time to leave a comment. So, and of course we, they don't have normal names on iTunes, so I will leave the names out, but I want to give you an anonymous thank you to those people who are leaving these comments. Making Lemonade wrote, I am so grateful for your podcast and YouTube videos. I'm a therapist as well as a mom to an anxious preschooler. Your material is so straightforward and hands-on. I've only scratched the surface of the wealth of knowledge you share, and it's already helped me both at home and professionally with getting my mind around concepts to better communicate with kids and parents to improve self-awareness and coping. It's also been so reassuring for me as a mom. Helps me feel like, okay, I know what to do with this now. Can't wait to listen to more. I really appreciate that. Um, another one, this podcast has been so helpful for me, not only in raising anxious kiddos, but in dealing with anxiety myself. I love the insights in why we struggle with anxiety as well as the practical tips for how to deal. One of my favorite podcasts for sure. So I want to thank you. And if you have a comment, please leave it. And maybe I will read it next time. I hope you find the sparkle in everything you do. And I'll talk to you next Tuesday. Take care. Thank you for listening to AT Parenting Survival Podcast. For more tips and parenting support, visit anxioustoddlers.com.